Chapter 16 of The Bells of San Juan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Bells of San Juan by Jackson Gregory. Chapter 16. The Mexican from Mexico. Enrique del Rio promptly became known to San Juan as the Mexican from Mexico. This to distinguish him from the many Mexicans as San Juan knew them, who had never seen the turbulent field of intrigue and revolt from which their sires had come. He showed himself from the outset to be a gentleman of culture, discernment, and ability. He was suave, he was polished, he gave certain signs of refinement. His first afternoon and evening he bestowed upon Jim Galloway. The second day found him registered at Straub's Hotel. The following morning he presented himself with a sheaf of credentials at the bank, asking for John Engel. With him came Ignacio Chavez in the role of interpreter. Del Rio spoke absolutely no English, and had informed himself that Engel's Spanish was inadequate for the occasion. "'He is Señor Don Enrique Del Rio,' explained Ignacio, touched by the spell of the other's munificence and immaculate clothes. He would like to shake the hand of Señor Engel, to become acquainted, and then friends. He brings papers to tell who and what he is in Mexico City whence he has departed because of too damn much fight down there. He wishes to put some money here in the banco, which he can take away again to buy a big ranch and many cattle and horses. He has the other money in a banco in New York, where he sent it out from Mexico two, three months ago, and so on, while Ingo gravely listened and shrewdly after his fashion in business hours probed for the inner man under the outer polish while Del Rio nodded and smiled and never withdrew his night-black eyes from Engel's face. Del Rio, it appeared, had gone first to the Casablanca because he had heard of Jim Galloway as one of the most influential men of the county. Since arriving in San Juan, however, he had heard this and that, mere rumors, which caused him to come to Engel. He, a stranger, could ill afford in the beginning to have his name coupled with that of any man not known for his spotless integrity. Signor Engel understood. Later, when Del Rio had found the properties to his liking and had built a home, his wife and two daughters would arrive. Now they traveled in California. In the end, Engel accepted the Mexicans' deposits, which amounted to approximately a thousand dollars, and which were to be drawn against merely as an expense account until Del Rio found his ranch and the first item of expense was the purchase from Engel himself of a fine saddle animal, a pure-blooded, clean-limbed young mare, sister to Persis, after which the Mexican spent a great deal of his time riding about the country, looking at ranches. He visited Engel's two places, called upon Nortren at Las Flores, ferreting out prices, looking at water and feed, examining soil. It was a bare fortnight after the coming of Del Rio, when out of Los Palmos came word of fresh lawlessness. The superintendent of the three Quigley mines had been surprised the night before payday, forced at the point of a revolver to open his own safe, and robbed of several thousand dollars. A man on horseback rushed word to San Juan, found Tom Cutter, who located Norton the same afternoon at his ranch at Las Flores. "'Rod, old man!' cried Cutter angrily. This damn thing has got to stop you having a much better friend than I am, I guess, and I'm telling you straight that the whole county is getting sore at you. 
They will talk more than ever now, saying that it's up to you to get results and that you don't get them. The stick-up was last night, asked the sheriff coolly. Yes, snapped Cutter. You were in San Juan. Yes. Where was Jim Galloway? Was he in town? No, he wasn't. I don't know where he was, but I do know where he ought to be. Was that Mexican gent Del Rio in town? Cutter opened his eyes. No, I don't think so. You haven't got anything on him, have you? Only what you told me. Remember, his first day in San Juan, he went to Galloway, like a homing pigeon. Norton went for his horse, saddled and rode swiftly to Las Palmas. In the mining camp, he went immediately to the office of Nate Kemble, the superintendent, whom he found cursing volubly. "'It's up to you,' were the sharp words of greeting as Kemble wheeled upon the sheriff. "'What the hell do you think you're for? Anyway, good Lord, man, if you can't cut the mustard, why don't you crawl out and let a man who can wear that star?' "'Easy there, Kemble,' said Norton quietly. You can do your ranting and pitching after I'm gone. Tell me about it. What time did it happen? It was hardly dark. How many men jumped you? Just one, but... Just one, eh? He pondered the information. That isn't the usual brand of Galloway work, is it? Got a good slant at him? At his clothes, growled Kemble, slamming himself down dejectedly in his chair. His face was hit, of course. Ever see a Mexican named Del Rio? Like Cutter before him, Kemble started. Don't ask me what I mean, Norton cut him short. Del Rio is a pretty big man for a Mexican. Was this high woman about his size? Kemble hesitated. It's hard to say just how big a man he is when he comes in on you like that, said at last. At a guess, I'd say that the man who stuck me up was a little taller than Del Rio, but I wouldn't swear to it might have been del rio himself then norton insisted yes or it might have been the devil's grandmother i don't see anything of del rio the last few days saw him yesterday he was in camp he was talking mines see anything of galloway hereabouts of late no i haven't seen him for a month or two norton asked a few other questions kept his own thoughts to himself and rode away less than a mile from the camp he met jim galloway riding a sweat wet horse two men reined in sharply, each man's eyes matching the other's for hardness. Galloway's face was red, the fiery red of anger. "'Going back for what you forgot, Jim?' asked Norton. For a moment, Galloway, staring back at him, seemed utterly speechless in the grip of his wrath. Norton did not remember ever having seen such blazing anger in the prominent eyes. "'Tween you and me, Rod Norton,' muttered Galloway at last. I have turned a trick or two in my time, but this job is none of my doing. And if I wise up as to who put it over, he'll go under the sand or into the pen. And I'll put him there. Norton laughed. In other words, some freelance has made a bid to break your corner on the crime market. Eh? He jeered. Put one over on you without your knowledge and consent. And without splitting two ways? Is that what you mean? I mean that I'd pay $500 out of my own pocket right now for that dead wood on that man who robbed Kemble. Kid Rickard is around once more. Sure he didn't do it? Yes, I am. Kid Rickard didn't do it. Norton eased himself into the saddle, thoughtfully regarding Galloway, and then, very abruptly, How about your friend Del Rio. 
the third time he had mentioned del rio's name in this connection and to the third man now but slightly different in degree only he saw the same look in galloway's eyes which he had brought into cutter's and kimball's del rio repeated galloway frowningly what makes you say that i'll collect your five hundred later was norton's laughing response swerving out a little as he passed he rode on end of chapter sixteen